Whether you're learning the basics or you want to be a rock master, we have a class for you from high level overviews to specific features. Find the training class that fits your needs this year at community.rockrms.com slash classes. Welcome to Rockcast, the podcast that explores the intersection of technology, ministry, and community with Rock RMS. I'm Emily Foreman, and today we have a special edition of our podcast. Joining me are Lori Yoakum and two special guests. We have Adam Han and Jerry Miller. Uh, Adam's the digital director of LCBC Church, and Jerry is the developer at LCBC. They're joining us this morning to talk a little bit about how Rock is working in the context of their church. Welcome, Adam and Jerry. Hey, thanks for having yeah. us. It's so good to have you. So uh, just as a little background for our listeners, LCBC is in Mannheim, Pennsylvania. You've been running on Rock since uh, April of 2019, have around 20,000 people in attendance spread across 19 campuses with another couple on the way. Um, so there's a, a quite a lot going on on any given weekend, and I know anytime I connect with the two of you, it seems like there are many, many agendas moving forward at the same time. So we're really excited to hear about how you're using some of the unique tool sets inside Rock to help manage that. Yeah. Now, how will people recognize you? Where might they run across you in different community roles? Yeah. So um, for me, and as people get used to our voices, this is Adam talking. <laughs> Since you can't see us, um, for me, uh, I've spoken a few times at RX. Um, so there, you might come across like an old, um, like if you have any of the subscriptions, an mm -hmm. old talk from me. Um, uh, in Rocket Chat, a little bit, but more of the team is in Rocket Chat more than I am. Um, but a lot of times, I'll just be like the guy that's answering questions for new churches that are interested in uh, checking Rock out. Um, We'll be at the conference. If you see me, I'm probably one of the taller. Actually, Jerry and I both are probably one of the taller guys um, <laughs> that will be at the conference. But there's a few different areas where you'd see us. Yep. Jerry, you've been heavily involved as well. I think we've seen you on, on some testing teams, and we will see you at the conference in, uh, as a speaker this year as well. Yeah, totally. So uh, we al um, alpha and beta test, and this will be my third year presenting at the conference. And then I'm always in Rocket Chat, so someone, you know, sees me one of the channels, just hit me up. Huh? More than happy to answer any questions. That's right. And um, the uh, you're right about the height. Um, as a five four uh, individual, when I first met both of you, I was a little surprised at how tall you are. You look, you know, <laughs> it's hard to tell on video when you know people only on yeah. on video. So that's one of the fun things about the conferences to see everybody in person. Well, we're going to talk some about what you're doing with Rock today, but we don't want to have any uh, spoilers for your conference sessions either. So feel free to say, find out more about this when you come listen to us <laughs> at the conference. We don't want to uh, steal the joy from that as well. Now, LCBC has been very intentional about the strategy behind your tools. It's very easy to get uh, adoption of tools ahead of strategy to solve immediate problems, but that's something that we've seen really standing out in the culture that you have there, which is get the strategy first and then figure out which tools to use and how to apply them. Uh, and we've seen that in the way that you adopt different features over time, and that's been really interesting. 
So as you've continued to um, develop your approach to your digital strategy, that's impacted the different uh, features that you're using uh, inside Rock today. But let's start back in the day. What did, when you first came to Rock? Uh, why was it, and what did you come originally for? What feature set drove you that direction? Yeah, um, a lot of um, what happened when we moved to Rock kind of started many, many months before that. And it started with a strategy session where we were kind of like looking over the next five years and we're like, hey, where, where, where do we want to be? What do we want to be able to do? And we kind of started outlining like different user experiences, way people interact with the church, and then just our different platforms. And what we kept coming back to was we needed a solid hub to start from, like a solid base, um, a rock, if you will. <laughs> if, and, you will. <laughs> uh, if you will. And, um, and we just kept coming back to realizing like, hey, we really think rock is the answer for us to do that. Like we, when we look at all these different things we want to go after, we can see that rock would be the, the, the hub to that wheel um, or whatever it might, you know, whatever analogy you want to go after. Um, and so it kind of started there. Um, so then like as we dove into like the migration and like our processes and all that stuff, we started just seeing, um, first of all, just like the great tool set that already existed. Um, so like by the time we were jumping on board, um, might've been like V7 or V8, maybe somewhere in there. Um, and, uh, we were, um, you know, already just finding a lot of the stuff that we need was ready to go and just needed some configuration. But then also we had some like unique needs, um, that we were trying to solve for. Um, and we were able to work with a rock partner to figure that stuff out pretty easily. Um, so like for out of the gate, I felt like we launched on a, on a really solid foundation of just being able to start going after, um, some of the things that we were trying to get to. And the first couple of years were very much process oriented mm -hmm. and kind of like internal tools. And now we're really getting to, and, and that was fun as well. And our staff loved it. But now I feel like we're really starting to get into the fun stuff where we can um, start to unlock some really cool potential for our attendees um, and people that engage with LCBC. That's awesome. It's such a, it's so fun to see that it has what your staff needs to do what they do on a weekend, a weekend out basis, um, especially the, the amount of time it saves and what it does for um, just expanding the ministry internally. But I love that you guys have gotten to the point that you are moving externally and looking at your people and how do you help them become uh, more devoted followers of Jesus. And so I love that you're using rock in both directions because sometimes we see it that it's only going one way. Um, and so it's really fun to uh, get to talk to you about those those things that you're doing externally now. So yeah. w if you compare that uh, background of where you came from and you said that the interesting things are on the horizon for the external perspective, what are some of those features that you're leaning into now? Yeah, so that we're looking forward to, mm -hmm. is that what you mean? Yes, that you're yeah. starting to incorporate that are different and that you're looking forward to. Yeah, so I think one of uh, the big changes we made in the past year is uh, just two months ago now, uh, we launched our website on Rock. And um, we started like kind of like a very base level, some personalization stuff here and there around the website. Um, but we're already coming, kind of dreaming mm -hmm. up ideas like, hey, how can we use segments and filters that are built right into Rock um, to do different things um, on our website? So that we're delivering the right message to the right person, like in the right place, 
um, and, and kind of helping to connect people that way. So we're starting to think through um, the logged in experience um, mm-hmm. uh, on the website and how we can continue to uh, engage people where they're at, specifically with like the right next steps or information for their campus or whatever it might be. And then I know, like Jerry can tell you a little bit, just even some of what we're dreaming about with our apps, with our TV apps and, and mobile apps. Yeah, totally. And um, when we're talking about like platforms in the future, like over the past so many months, we've just sit back and made some different decisions, like uh, moving the move in the process of moving our app to Rock Mobile. Um, we went to the core Apple TV app. And we looked at all different kinds of um, different all the platforms, and we were like, "Hey, if we do this, we have to build all this extra stuff out. If we do this, we have to build all this extra stuff out. And if we go with like, for instance, like Rock Mobile or the Apple TV app, it's hey, I need to know Lava and TVML, and I need to know Lava and Xamarin, and I know I have a bunch of people who already know Lava, so that's just learning the different markup language on top. Yeah. So like." That was just giving us the foundation to move forward. And then we're just looking at now, we're excited to be able to do um, the personalization stuff, the building out tools and Rock Mobile, um, customizing the TV experience with Apple TV, just using the different built-in Lava functions and personalization. And we're really excited about that. Um, and the website, too. Uh, we um, have a big article content library and we're getting to the point where we're getting ready to check the checkboxes to boost content based off segments. And that's going to be so cool to be able to have someone go to our website. They're logged in. You know, we know they're a parent or we know they're single and pop the relative, relevant content to the top of the articles. That's, mm-hmm. I mean, that's going to be the home run right there. That's absolutely a home run. And in case any of our listeners missed it, you actually launched the first rock-powered Apple TV app in the community. So if somebody's been wanting to see one in the wild, uh, they should <laughs> check yours out as an example mm-hmm. of some things that can be done inside the a rock Apple TV app. Yep. Uh, it's very exciting to hear what you have coming next when it comes to personalization, the use of segments and content. And uh, that's something that has been a dream for a lot of churches. And I know a lot of them are also considering the foundational move of their CMS tools over to Rock to be able to have that opportunity in front of them without trying to piece together other external tools and then keep up with the pace of development inside Rock. So it's very exciting to hear that that's like right on your horizon. Um, that's That's incredible. It's a great yeah. way to make yeah, it. And, and I, oh, it's uh, a great way to make that big church feel small mm, because it, you yeah. feel known yeah. when you walk in. Yeah, yeah, and I, I would even say too for like churches that there are so many like I mean honestly, there's a lot of options out there for how you can personalize content through different services mm-hmm. or different um, other tools. And when we looked at it, we're like, hey, if we're starting out with this, like, why don't we just leverage all the functionality that Rock gives us? Um, all of our people data is there. Um, that's where we're like pointing our staff to use on a daily basis to make sure everything's up to date. So why aren't we just leveraging that same tool set and information to keep moving forward that, that you know, that attendee facing like personalization side of it. And um, I, I, just a, even a real small example, um, I just remembered that we're working on on our website is um, we had, I think Lori mentioned, we have like a couple of new campuses on the way this year. In one of the locations, we're just trying to help people know that we're 
interested in coming mm-hmm. into their their part of the state of Pennsylvania. Um, so we we've been working on like a banner on our own page that you would only see uh, if you're coming from like an IP filter set from that city um, in the state. So that way it's not just they're hanging out for everyone to see what well, might not be relevant to everyone, um, but for the people that are wanting to learn more about who LCBC is or, Hey, I met some guys says they want to start a church in our neighborhood and they end up on our website and they would see, Hey, we want to come uh, be a part of this community. Um, so that's just a very simple way that we're, you know, looking to add some personalization and um, kind of crafting that content for the right people. That's a really creative yeah, approach to opposite. that. Incredible. And then the opposite spectrum of that for people who are known um, with one of our campuses, we're piloting um, where if you checked your kid into the kid ministry environment, um, we'll actually send the parents who checked in, check their kids in that week. Hey, here's some questions for the ride home. <laughs> and eventually moving that hopefully to a push notification with our rock mobile app in the coming weeks. That's so it's just great having all that data right there. Mm-hmm. Being able to pull from. Yeah, it really hinges on the fact that you can know your people well because of that data being in a central location. Mm-hmm. I, I know when you use external applications that there are some ways you can have some efficiencies for your staff. A lot of that can sometimes be centered around the use of content and content channels. How are you finding the use of content channels to help create a seamless experience for your staff in monitoring your external applications? Um. One thing we're doing now with the website is we've just rolled out um, the ability for all our central ministries to post their own content on the weekend. So we're not the ones posting wow. that content every weekend to multiple places. So, for instance, our um, kid ministry team can go in and post their content in one spot, and it hits the website, it hits the uh, TV apps, and then hopefully eventually the mobile app as well. Nice. That's a great example. That's been huge. Yes, absolutely. It's very nice to have that heavy lift spread and then to be able to just centralize. It doesn't have to be entered into three different places. It's really nice. Yeah. Yeah. And it's been really uh, an easy uh, workflow for them because we're using the uh, MediaSync plugin. Oh, yeah. So it's just title, select the video from the drop down. This is the data goes, push submit. It's been great. That's incredible. So anybody can do it. Anyone can do it. That, that's a great <laughs> point, That's Lori. what we like to hear, because sometimes people think rock is too hard to use. So I love that you've created it in a way that anybody can do it. Yeah, if you can fill out a web form, you can post content. It's fantastic. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Especially when you're the size you are, you need to make sure each department, because they know what information they want out there. They know it best, and that way it doesn't get lost in translation when you fill out a form and this person then enters it, but they have no idea what that event is. So that that is so good. So it sounds like you've had a lot of strategic discussions and uh, decisions internally. How is it that you can help present these to the executive team or present uh, recommendations for what services and tools to use? Can you walk us through how that kind of works on the backside of LCBC? I know that's something every church has to work through. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And that that was a little bit of a journey for us as well. Um, Some of that was we were a part of a few years ago, some different cohorts uh, of churches where we were learning how to use like data really well, um, learning how to do um, to draw engagement at our churches and how to use uh, data to track that. And what we've been able to do over time is just come back and kind of keep showing up, um, just starting with data. 
even just the data that you have today and just showing and kind of proving out either different points or different um, uh, ideas that we might even have um, to our leadership on how we can move forward with different initiatives. And then what's happened over time is that has slowly just, one, built trust for mm-hmm. us, for our team, and for the people around that. And it's also um, given us a seat at the table. And one thing I want to say with that is that you don't always need to have a seat at, mm. the, at the table, you know, to help influence things. You can definitely lead up. And that has been the case for many years for us. Um, but, yeah, getting a seat at the table and then just being able to show up for all of our ministry teams really well. Um, and be able to deliver solutions that are helping solve problems that they have, whether that's like an internal uh, problem, like more of like a, like a backend ministry mm-hmm. process, or it is like um, more of like an, a, an attendee facing thing. Like, Hey, how can we make a better experience? You know, like the thing that the feature that maybe we're a little behind on is volunteer scheduling. And we're really looking at how can we roll that out in the next year um, at LCBC um, to be leveraging that well, and we see a ton of value from the attendee perspective to be able mm. to to engage that tool well, and also I think it will help our staff and volunteer leaders. Um, so being able to consistently show up well, and then the other part with that is also helping our ministry teams think. Um, so first, you got to make sure that like as a technology team or IT team or whatever you know seat you might be sitting on at a church, you've got to think through. Um, kind of like that user experience lens. Like, what are we asking people to do? Mm-hmm. And then once you feel like you've got that down, then you've got to help other staff figure out how to do that as well. And a lot of times that's kind of the biggest challenge, not because staff don't want to think that way, but we're we're in the day-to-day yep. you know, ministry grind of it and um, being able to just kind of show up and help our ministry, um, like, counterparts to understand like hey have you thought about this what if we could do x y and z um or even starting at little solutions and then kind of gradually building over time um has really kind of built um that trust for us to now it's actually more where maybe we're getting a little too much too many requests (laughs) for ideas for work and now it's more like cool what's the most important thing that we should be working on uh, as a church Uh, so that's kind of how we've gotten that direction um, another good example, or another example at least, is um, even with like the website project. I mean, we started that um, conversation a year ago with our leadership team. Um, I even kind of tried to write up almost a formal proposal, mm-hmm. uh, like an executive summary for like our leaders. Like, hey, here are the benefits that we will get out of moving our website to Roth. And I, I gave them three things uh, that we'd be looking at, uh, like the cost of what we'd be doing, and then what they could expect on the back side of it. And now we're in that spot where, cool, now I need to go back and like answer those three things. Hey, look how we were able to do this with this um, investment. Um, so it's a little bit of all those things that slowly kind of build trust and move direction. Um, and it's definitely not an overnight thing, mm-hmm. um, but it's just that consistent day-to-day showing up. Hey, we can help you solve that problem. Like, let us help. Um, not getting, like, I mean, not to say that we don't get frustrated, but not getting frustrated or mad when they go use Sign Up Genius instead of Rock for <laughs> some sign up thing or something like that. Um, but uh, just being like, hey, we actually have a solution. Wouldn't you love if that data was in Rock? Actually, yeah, it'd be really helpful. Hey, can I show you this thing that we have and we can set it up for you? And so, those little things on a day to day basis have really helped. 
That's really great advice because we do have churches that um, sometimes sit back and go, well, our leadership just doesn't see it. They don't understand why we need to do this. And so one, knowing that it's going to take time to turn that ship um, and coming in with facts. This is this is the way to do this. This is let me present this to you. And then, like you said, that showing up day in and day out. Hey, I think this could work better. Let's try this. What do you think about that? That's all great advice. And that's a great way for um, churches to start to win over um, their leadership to understand what technology can do for not only the staff, but also your congregation, your attendees. I think sometimes yeah. we want to swing yeah, for the big win, and really it's a st- the start of a series of small wins. Mm-hmm. And there are usually yeah. some people on staff that are more uh, receptive to innovation or trying new things, and, and that's a great place to start for someone who's looking to kind of break into that on their staff. Yeah. Well, one other real quick thing I'd say with that is um, always be looking for people in your congregation or in your church that are in the technology space. Mm-hmm. And we've, we've been blessed with like some like just really cool people that have really awesome jobs in different technology sectors and, and leverage them as people, like as experts, because sometimes mm. it's hard to be the expert, you know, like in your yeah. own town type of thing. And, yes. And, uh, and invite them into the conversation and let them help also influence um, your leadership. And that, that can go a long way. So Adam, you mentioned uh, following back up with your leadership team now that uh, some things have been in place to help them see the value that was provided. And how do you track and measure the effectiveness of your digital tools that you've been implementing? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, So there's a number of different ways that we do that. There's some free tools, like specifically like for our website, Google Analytics is a free tool. It's easy to put that into your website to track um, different things. Um, there were a couple goals with our, like specifically like our website project. One was a performance um, side of things. One was just helping us simplify our technology stack. And the other one was also um, creating this content library and like this, this concept of SEO marketing and just showing up for people before they even know to ask for a church, but they're typing in a question in Google and one of our articles show, shows up. So for that one in particular, we've been using like an SEO tool. Um, and there's a number of SEO tools out there mm-hmm. uh, to use, but we, we're tracking like certain keywords and articles. And um, we've been able to see an actual increase in those articles uh, on Google since we've launched wow. on Rock um, with specific like keywords that we were actually going after. Um, so that's been a huge thing to, to be able to track it that way. Plus, then we're just using some of the tools in Rock, like um, interactions, like we're diving into interactions and learning how to use those as well. Um, and then, like, at the end of the day, the, probably what's most important is to find, like, a consistent way to measure it um, and find the key, um, like, the, the KPIs or whatever the, the kind of the terminology you might use at your church, the metrics that will leverage and show that there is change happening Mm -hmm. uh, through the digital tools that you have. Um, So for us, it's usually like for apps, it might be like uh, weekly active users or monthly active users um, or um, tracking like prayer requests, you know, that gets submitted through the website or through the app Um, or it might be um, articles read and like how often something might get shared. So there's a, there's a, a thousand different ways to measure something. 
at the end of the day, you need to find what's important for your church and what um, goals you're going after. So it's kind of hard to kind of give a blanket statement yep. for that. But that's really the the right approach to do it because what we might be tracking might not be the right thing for your church. But a big thing around that is just doing it consistently. And um, there might be times when it seems mundane or like nothing's changing or whatever it might be, but sometimes that's also potentially good. Um, but I'd, I'd also track, and this is something we're being encouraged to right now, a lot of times we don't think about this, all this, the normal stuff, like um, like we're starting to track how many weekends do we have rock issues or non-rock issues, you know, and ma- majority of the time we don't have any issues. Wow. We only know that one weekend out of 52 weekends where we had an issue and that's what people keep in their mind. So we're trying to start to do some things like, hey, 99% of the time, we've had no issue. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's like little kind of mundane metrics there to, to track to just keep that in front of leadership. And Because um, there is work. There are updates mm-hmm. that you're doing. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. things that you're fixing to make sure that happens. Uh, so That sounds like a great thing to track. What are, if you look ahead some of the new personalization and other digital ministry um, innovations that you're hoping to bring into your rock space? Yeah. Um, so I think for us right now, we're kind of focusing on building out some volunteer tools. So that's the first thing that we're doing. And that's a little bit of personalization, a little bit of just like the beauty of rock and how it works and some of the built-in tools. Um, from there, I think what we're going to want to do is start to look at how do we effectively communicate great next steps for people, whether that's in our mobile app um, or in um, um, on the website. So like a perfect example might be like giving, just because it's a one we would all understand. So if someone's logged into the website and we know because their data is in rock what, what type of level of giver they are. And Rock has some amazing built-in tools for like the giver journey um, and some other things under the um, on the person profile that helps you know a lot about that person. So we might be able to slowly move someone into um, a spot where they're trusting God with their finances. Mm-hmm. It's based off of simple and appropriate prompts, um, like on a giving page. You know, so if you're logged in and we know that you don't regularly give we might have a prompt or like a suggestion like, Hey, have you considered like our 90 day tithing challenge? Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe we see that you're a regular giver, but you don't have any um, uh, scheduled gift in rock. And from there we can, you know, have some, uh, you know, prompts around like, Hey, have you ever considered scheduling what's most important in your life? You mm-hmm. know, like a lot of us have our cell phone bills, like auto come out of our bank accounts and our, trash and all the other different things like why wouldn't we take one of the most mm-hmm. important things where we're trusting out with our money and and do that too you know um so th- that's just a very basic example of how we can do that um one way that we've done this in another avenue already is we have um for us we like for members at our church we call them partners um so we've built out a process now we've been trying to find ways to make it easier um, for people to learn about partnership and to engage with it. So we built out a process online where instead of having to show up in a class, you can do that whole experience online now. Oh, and wow. it's That's based cool. off of, yeah, yeah it's, it's based off of different things that we know about you. We're using like the, the rock media player to determine if they've watched the video long enough to proceed mm-hmm. to the next section. Um, 
So that's a, a strong combination of back-end processes with connection requests and workflows and front-end um, stuff where we're changing the content based off of what we know about them and where they're at in the process. So those are just like two kind of like uh, examples of how we're doing that today. Um, but the kind of stuff that we're trying to go after is, mm -hmm. is in that pain. Mm -hmm. That's incredible. I, I love it. Um, all right, guys. Now, I told you ahead of time. I love asking for stories. I think it's one of the best things we can do to get um, just to understand how rock is really affecting people inside and outside. So whether it was church staff or it was a family that was affected by how rock um, is utilized at LCBC, um, I would love to hear stories that you could share with the community and we could share with the rock team um, to, to just uh, remind us why we do what we do. Yeah. Gary, do you want to go first? Uh, yeah, I can go first. Um, we have a volunteer at our main campus who just started serving. And um, what's well, really, and it's really cool. He's, he's serving in Kidman. He's um, shaking hands, greeting people every week, and just loving his serve. And um, the, how he got into serving was we um, track engagement, um, which Adam did a great presentation on how we do all that. If You should go back and watch. But um, we built this report where we could see where people were engaged and attending every week, but not serving. And that gave our campus staff almost like a targeted list mm -hmm. of people to go after to build out their serve teams so they could say, hey, this person is bought in. They're here every week, but they're not serving. That would be a, maybe a more likely yes. So um, they asked this guy, this, he's older, retired, never had kids, um, would you like to serve? And he's here every week loving it. Mm. And it was so easy. It was just, it was a cool win. Yeah. Uh, it was just great to see. Yeah. It's, it's awesome looking and seeing the stories of how people get engaged with, with um, just using some internal data like that. Here's, here's one that we just had literally come in today. Um, I'll just read you the story. It's from one of our locations in the northern part of Pennsylvania. They said, we had a woman in her 20s come for the first time on Sunday and attend First Steps, which is kind of like a newcomers or new here type class that we have. Um, and she said that like her life had hit rock bottom on Saturday. So she looked up churches near her, found our website, looked through our values, signed up for First Steps, and then showed up at our campus the next day. Oh, my word. Way to go to, to the marketing and digital team for showing up for our people before they ever show up for our campus. Uh, the website was easy to navigate and allowed her to get connected within moments. Oh, wow. so, I have goosebumps. I mean, yeah. <laughs> that is, that's exactly right. Showing up for people yeah. before they show up on the front step. That's, that's yeah. perfect. Yeah, it was, it was cool. We um, happened to have an all staff a couple days later after we launched our website um, a month or two ago. And uh, it was just, this, this just shows our leadership and just kind of like our values of celebrating um, like huge milestones, our senior pastor, like in our all staff meeting, just like, hey, we just launched a new website and the digital team, like, great job on that. And it was just cool how he just painted a vision of, like, hey, we spend so much time and energy and staff on, like, setting great environments whenever people show up and walk through the doors. Like, we're out in the parking lots, we're at the door waiting for mm -hmm. them. And he's like, guys, like, our, our first atrium, the first experience people have with us now is our website, wow. you know, and yep. it's been that way for yep. a while. Um, but it's just such a great reminder that before 
they even walk through our doors and, and we want to create a first, you know, great impression there and welcoming, we, we need to do that online. Yeah. And that, you know, that means like having like great copy and like that where people understand the good imagery, they know what to expect that the website's easy to use and they can navigate it and it, and it worked, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, when we hear stories like that, that's super exciting and motivating is to keep working hard and having the, like the tough conversations to make sure that we're doing the best thing yep. uh, for people so we can introduce more people to Jesus. Incredible. Well, thank you so much for all the effort that you are putting into the ministry work that you're doing and the impact that you're having on the community as well. We know your involvement has been inspirational to a lot of churches and, um, you know, being able to be in the trenches uh, inside the community with others is just one of the key elements that makes this community so powerful. Mm-hmm. Now, we have the conference right around the corner for our listeners who are listening in real time. Can you give us each a quick pitch about your presentation that you'll be showcasing there? Yeah. Um, so mine, I'm doing, I think it's something like uh, five questions I always get asked about moving to rock. I think it's like the title. Um and just going to this will be very much geared to like new people in rock or churches that are at the conference that are uh, anticipating moving to rock and really just want to outline kind of five of the basic questions that we always get you know like check-in and finances and reporting and some of that stuff um but really at the at the 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 heart of it just hoping to help us also there's a little bit of a mind uh, a mindset shift that i think you need to have when you move to rock that really unlocks the potential of it. So I'm hoping that through it, it's like, well, yes, you can do a kid check-in, but also think about it this way, you know, mm-hmm. um, or yes, you can do finances. So that's kind of the goal that I'm going forward with that. We'll, we'll see how I do. <laughs> Great. What about you, Jerry? So uh, my first session, I think, will be about um, our 10-month journey of moving all of our platforms to rock and the back-end technical benefits we've seen as well as the new features and front-end stuff that we're now able to do. And my uh, other presentation will be how you can do really cool things with the Apple TV core app and connect the church with the couch. So that'll be pretty fun as well. Oh, I love that tag, connect the church with the couch. <laughs> well, we're looking forward to your sessions. And for our listeners, uh, get to the conference if you can. Make sure to, to pop into the rooms and hear what Adam and Jerry have to share. Or uh, if you're listening after the conference, this content will be available online uh, so you can not miss it one way or the other. Thank you so much, Adam and Jerry, for sh- uh, sharing your time with us today and sharing your insights. We really appreciate it and value as you as members of the community. Thanks, guys. We love love being a part of it and love how, when we can help out anyway. Awesome. Yeah, thanks for having us, and I can't wait to see everybody next, well, next month. That's yeah, right. It's coming it's up soon. soon. <laughs> all right. For all your listeners, thank you so much for tuning in with us again. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you can join us again next time where we discuss technology, faith, and the Rock RMS community. This episode of RockCast is brought to you by Rock sponsor, Ministry Dynamics, a Wi-Fi presence and equipment provider. Connect with Ministry Dynamics today at rockrms.com slash sponsors.